everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. First of all, start by telling me who you are and tell me as much as you want to tell me about who you are, where you're at, and what you do, et cetera. Okay, sure. I am Julie Collins, and I'm a portrait photographer in southeastern Wisconsin in a town called Oconomowoc. Try to say that. They call it the five O's because there's five O's in there. I don't know if I could say it. Oconomowoc. <laughs> Oconomowoc. There you go. Is so, that close to Milwaukee? It is. It's actually between Milwaukee and Madison. We got a okay, lot right. of Indian sounding names up here. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been in business for a little over eight years now, full time. A few years before that on the side. Um, I photograph babies, families, seniors, pretty much. And that's a little bit about me. What got you into photography in the first place? I love to ask that question. Sure. So my mom was really into photography growing yeah. up and she always had a camera. She took classes. She never did it any, anything professionally, but um, I just followed her around, especially on vacations. You know, she always gave me her, her hand-me-downs and I would be following her around, just doing what she was doing, listening to her about F-steps and leading lines and all the things. Um, and then I graduated from college and she got me my very first SLR. This was before digital, um, mm-hmm. but it was my very first never before used camera. And uh, that's exactly know. what my wife got for her graduation present from college from her parents. Yeah. Great gift, right? Yeah. It was a big deal. Yep. So You know, at that time, I was just photographing landscape kind of stuff, you know, friends at college. Well, by then we had graduated, but uh, I moved to Mexico for a year after college and, uh, you know, just photograph stuff down there and just personal things. Never, never really took it as that it would grow into what it has grown into today. You know, just you didn't plan on it. No, initially. No, never. Mm -mm. So how did that happen? Like at some point, you know, here, here's the thing that I like to talk to people about because the word professional used to like, people didn't know. In fact, a lot of times I'd talk to somebody that in my eyes was uh, doing professional photography and they would say, but I'm not a, but I'm not a professional. Yeah. And I would say, but you're doing this and you're charging money and you're getting paid and you have a business. So isn't that professional? And it was almost like for a while, people didn't want to be called a professional photographer because they didn't think they were, in my experience, they didn't think they were worthy of the moniker. Absolutely. That's so true. Was that, it was for you too? Yes. I had a hard time saying that. I had a hard time saying I'm a professional. I even had a hard time saying I'm a photographer at first. Why? Tell me, tell me why I want to know all the deets about that. I stuff. think maybe because I didn't go to school for it. You know, yep. I, 
I didn't have a formal education in it. Mm -hmm. And I, while I did take some classes, I learned how to develop film and in, I yeah. took a photography class in college, but I just, I never, like I said, I never thought it would be a career. I never thought it would, you know, be enough to pay the bills and all of things. Did you so. want it to be? So, you I mean, know, I, at, during those times where you didn't think it would be, mm -hmm. right? So you were you were hesitant about about presenting yourself that way. Sure. But did you, even though you didn't think it would be, did you want it to be? It grew into that absolutely. But at the time, I I in my former life, I was a yeah. teacher. Yeah. Uh, I taught for 15 years. And before mm. that I was, I worked corporate jobs, um, doing things that I went to school for. Um, yeah. but when I started doing paid thing, you know, getting paid for my photography, um, it was on the side. It wasn't my real job. You know, it was, right. it was what I was doing just for fun on the side. So, so yeah, I mean, Eventually it got so that it was my business grew enough where I had to choose because I, I was shooting so much in the beginning that I could not physically do both of my jobs. I couldn't teach and run my business. So I had to make it, was it hard to choose. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, emotionally it wasn't. I knew I wanted to pursue this, but it was hard to let that go. I, I really enjoy teaching. I really do. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was hard for me to sever the ties of right. um, being with the kids and having coworkers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> having yeah. people that I, you know, could talk to during the day and be with. I'm an extrovert through and through. I love yeah. I get my energy. I love yeah. being around people. Um, and so that part was hard. I mean, when I started my business in 2012, I was lonely. I mean, I mean, when I really? took it full time, you know, it was yeah. different, you know, you're with your clients. Yes. But what, how much of the time, like 10 to 15% of the time you're with your clients. Yeah. And then the rest yeah. of the time you are behind a screen, uh, you know, doing all the things like editing. A lot of us are editing still, um, answering emails, doing the marketing, all the yeah. things that, you know, all the hats that you wear as a small business owner. So that was, that dynamic was different for me. And I did not like that. Other than, so the lonely piece, I understand because it's just you, you don't have a staff, you don't have a, a business partner. It's just you. Right. Considering you're an extrovert and other than the lonely piece, what's the, what's the biggest challenge for you in your business in general? Oh, finding time to do it all, <laughs> you know, yeah. just fitting it all in, in one day is the toughest part. You know, I'm at the, why not there. have, why not have an employee or two? Yep. That's Talk where I'm at that. right now. That's where I'm at. I'm oh. at the point where I need to start. Yeah outsourcing more. I did outsource mm. some things. Um, I have outsourced some things. I am working with a marketing person now, but I, I need more than that because it's still just, you know, working long hours. So 
not as not like it was. I mean, for the first four years of my my full-time gig doing photography, mm-hmm. I was like a lot of people start shooting too much, not earning it, you know, what I should have been earning. Um, you know, just not spending as much time with my family. I'm a mom of four kids. I have four boys. Oh yeah. Yep. And you can't get those years back, you know? And nope. so it was a struggle for me. And I knew in 2016, I knew something had to change and, um, and something did change. So that's what I wanted to talk about today was all about finding your coworkers. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So in 2000, jump in, I'm, I am all ears. (laughs) So in 2016, I, I knew something had to give and I wanted change. I wanted change in a big way. So I found online, uh, a group of, uh, first of all, it was an online class. Um, it was called profitography. It's no longer around. It fell by the wayside, uh, several years back, but through that class that I took, I met the most wonderful women that are my coworkers. I mean, our relationships, our relationship evolved into sort of like a friendly mastermind, I would say, because it's a mastermind sure. in that we bounce around ideas daily. I mean, we are in contact many times a day. Um, ideas, things like gear we've discovered, new products, you know, webinars that are interesting, podcasts that we like, um, outsourcing. I mean, you name it, partnerships, community involvement, all of the things. But at the same time, we are really friends because we help each other with our lives, you know, our relationships with our partners, our, you know, parenting roles, this year, it's all been about COVID and all the schooling of challenges, course. you know, that we've yep. faced. But overall, we just help each other to be better business women and then just better people in general. So, um, yeah, that's it's just it's just awesome to have that relationship and that piece, that element was missing when I started. You know, those first four years when I felt lost and I felt. Like I just needed to talk to people, you know, and yeah, I'll, yeah, it just. How did you, how did you start that? Did it come directly out of that other group that, that disbanded? Yeah, it did. So I was taking the class. There were, uh, there was one other girl that was taking it at the same, at the same time as me. Um, I mean, there were more than that, but one that I connected with, um, And then after you graduated from the class, you were invited into this Facebook group of graduates, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, just a resource for the students. That group is actually still around, but it's pretty inactive. Nobody really goes on it anymore. But um, so in that group, it was very active. And then there were four other girls that um, this other, the girl that I took a class with and I, kind of connected with, and we could tell that they were really hitting it, really implementing what they were learning. Cause I mean, it's one thing you take a class, but it's another thing really implementing what you've learned. Right. (laughs) Those are two very different things. Yeah. So uh, we could tell, I mean, these other four girls were really trying, they're killing it in their business. And so the six of us, we just kind of broke away from that group. And so, um, we just, 
we started con uh, conversing a lot on an app. Um, it's called Marco Polo. I don't know yep. if you're familiar with it. Okay. I am familiar with Marco okay. Polo. So we are on that app, like many, you know, multiple times a day, checking up, checking in with people, with each other, um, making sure we're held accountable for what we're doing, but also, um, you know, continuing to bounce those ideas around. Um, and it's just been fantastic, you know? Um, so I see, I see a few different benefits considering what you're saying as I, as I think about it, because I think, and, and I think to some degree, we all, and I mean, earth got to experience what isolation feels like or means or what it can look like uh, this past year. Yeah. And I, I am a proponent. Everyone has their own theories and, you know, whether you're an introvert or extrovert or what omnivert, whatever, you, whatever the middle one is, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know, but everyone has their own opinions, right? And everyone has their own experiences. But for me, as really an introvert, people always think I'm an extrovert, but I, I am not. Um, isolation is so, I think, dangerous. And especially over time can be very harmful. And one of the, one of the pieces to it that I've seen and experienced is that you don't even know how much you're being harmed as you're being harmed. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So I see that you have this group of coworkers, and I love that you call them coworkers. I think that's <laughs> awesome, because I mean, really, you are to some to some extent, to some degree. Certainly, in today in today's modern world, you could consider yourself co coworkers, and that makes sense. But you're you're getting all the accountability you said and all the business stuff, but you're also getting like community yeah. and relationship there, right? Yes. And we're all over the country. I mean, there's, yeah, you're everywhere. There's one girl in New Hampshire, another one in Virginia, two in California. There's I'm in Wisconsin, another one's in Illinois. And so we don't feel like we're in competition. So we, we can really share so mm -hmm. much and pool ideas and brainstorm on how to think, how to do things differently and better. Um, and vent vent absolutely is it not important to be able to vent to somebody that can relate to what you're going through yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just and 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 not your spouse or partner right N not that person right that's that's the other piece that, that has struck me because you know my wife and i obviously we live together um we we live we, we we live in a building where our businesses work together all the time and working remotely, which means at home where you already live with your spouse. It's, it's so important, I think, to have somebody else that can track where you're at, that can, that can, that what you're saying resonates with them, that you can talk to, ask for advice, and sometimes just vent to, and it's not the person that's, that's next to you when you wake up. Yeah. Cause they get sick of hearing about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, and they're not really in a position maybe to help you in the same way that somebody else can. Yes. Right? Right. And sometimes you don't even want the help when they're trying to give you the help. It's <laughs> not about help. I just want to vent this out, to get this out of me, and I don't want your advice, and I don't want your direction. And a lot of times your coworkers understand that a lot better 
than a spouse can. Am I, am I, am I crossing lines here? Julie? Cause all. I don't want to, I don't want to cross all. lines. No, they, they are going through it too, you know, and that's the difference. Yes. Yeah. Now t- tell me this, this is a bit of a pivot, but it's all kind of covered under the same umbrella. And I don't want to completely disregard what we're saying, but I have, I, I don't want to forget this either. Talk to me about, you know, with, with you and your business and transitional periods, right? Because last year was a crazy year for, for everybody. And we get into this year and it's, it's, of course, it's a different year, but we're dealing with some of the same stuff still. Um, and who knows how long that's going to last or what that's going to look like. But did you just like get a new studio? I did. Yeah. What now tell me how, does that happen in the midst of the chaos? I feel like it wouldn't have happened without the chaos, honestly. Oh, oh tell me about that. <laughs> well, this is, it's in my home. It's the lower level of my home and mm-hmm. our home. And my husband is very handy, but, oh. uh, so you got one of those. Yeah. Very handy. And my uh, oldest <laughs> son who's 15, also mm-hmm. very handy. Um, so everybody's in the house working and Mm. doing school and all Mm. the things. And I was, you know, it was just, it was a project that needed to get done. It was, it was partially done for a long time, but it's one of those things that just gets put on the back burner for, right. you you come home from work. I'm not faulting my husband at all. You come from work home from work and you're tired. You know, yep. on the weekends, we have four kids. We're running here, yep. we're running there. It's just something that just was not getting done. Yep. So being here helped that situation. I mean, he saving the commuting time. I mean, you know, as small as that. And then all the activities that got canceled. We're just, what else are you going to do? <laughs> now, do, do, and so I want to liken that and circle back to your coworkers now, because I want to try to get a feel for where, everybody's at do do most of the people in your group have dedicated spaces whether whether it's in their home or a studio space outside of their home yeah so one just got studio space outside of her home she Mm -hmm. was working in her home another one has an an external place um two others work in their home one works just outside of her home. She doesn't do anything at home. She's a senior photographer. She's strictly on location and she's in California. So she's got the right. weather to help her out. But right. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, sort she's of got the locales and the weather, those California people. Oh my goodness. I know. I feel like they're so fortunate in so many ways with yeah, we're, weather I, and location. Yeah. Are you, you're kind of close to me, aren't you? I'm like three hours South of you. Okay. So you're in like negative 5,000 degree weather right now, right? It's, it's very cold. It's very white. It's very flat. <laughs> the sky is very gray. I lived in Minneapolis for a while and it was colder up there for longer, but the sky was a lot bluer a lot more often. I saw really? the sun a lot more in Minneapolis than I do here in central Illinois. Huh? Yeah. Everyone thought I was crazy when I moved up there because the winters were so horrible and the winters are better up there. Wow. than they are down here. They they also didn't don't get near as much ice in Minneapolis as we get here. Do you guys get a little ice? We get ice. Yes, we do. We get tons of ice down yeah. here because it rains and then it freezes. When up up in Minneapolis, it's cold. 
it's too cold for rain. So the precip is normally just snow, right? right. You don't get near, it's not like they don't get any ice, but, but, uh, it's my not, dad's from Minneapolis. Like it is here. Oh yeah. So yeah, you, you probably go there every so often. Do you not? Um, not so much anymore. My grandparents passed away years ago, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I've been a bunch and it is cold. They, yeah. Very, very cold. Well, it's, it's cold where you are too. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to avoid any of that, but when you have, when you have people in your co-working group that are in different parts of the country, I mean, right now you're sitting in what negative 74, we'll say, <laughs> not including the wind chill and somebody in and your, your worker in California is out on a senior shoot right now. It's 78 degrees and, and sunny. What is it like for you to have, you know, like you're, you're not out shooting seniors right now, right? <laughs> no. So when they're, when their business looks completely different, because everyone's does. And a lot of times, depending on where you are in the country, how how do you guys handle that in a group? Are you actually helping each other with different things, like within your? Are you, are you like helping each other with the load if someone has no. a busy season and someone doesn't? No, no, it's not like that. No, that would be nice though. <laughs> well, I'm not. And I'm trying to explore this a little bit because, a, I think it's a really good idea, and I'm wondering like what else can be done because i mean and i guess you know that brings up a whole host of other potential issues if you're doing work for somebody else and then you know you're going to want to be compensated for that work and then who knows what that looks like and you don't want to certainly don't want to disrupt the harmony of the group right and when money gets involved <laughs> that causes problems more than not uh, but so you're not doing it that way no really no, and yet, do you find, don't, don't you find yourself in a position where everybody kind of needs help with stuff if they're on their own? Like, it's yeah. just you. And we, we go through periods where, I mean, everybody does it, second guesses themselves or just gets yep. in a rut and just feels like they're going to throw in the towel, you know, like I'm done. I, I don't think I want to do this anymore. There's one girl that's going through that right now. Uh, one of our, our group member, I don't want to say a member, a friend, a friend, um, yeah. or coworker. And, co um, she's, she's taking some nursing classes right now because she's just not feeling it. And yeah, they've had it hard in California with, um, COVID as far as shutting down, you know, oh. lots of shutdowns yeah. and, um, yep. she's just kind of at that at that point, you know, and we just bring each other up. We're, we're there to encourage each other. We're there to, um, give ideas. Well, maybe this would work or we, we, I just, we, a lot of us just went to, went to imaging. Um, and oh, right. Right. you know, Oh, well, I heard this speaker and he's got a really good idea, you know, Oh, mm -hmm. Wendy would really love this because it's all senior related, you mm -hmm. know? And so, um, we're, yeah, it's more than encouraging though, but we we're not like editing for each other or anything like that. Right. That's what you're asking. It's more of like, right. Oh, you know, so and so just joined this BNI, and this is what she's getting out of it, and she feels like it's worth it because of this. Or, hey, I just joined the chamber, and our chamber is doing this. Maybe your chamber would like to do that too, mm -hmm. you know? Or, oh, I'm forming a partnership with this interior designer, and this is what it looks like, you know? And so maybe you do can you, reach out and find someone. Do you find like that. that you have similar? 
issues like across the board? Like is, does editing take up a, a tremendous amount of your time and you find that it also takes up a tremendous amount of other people's times within the group? Um, you know, it's one of those things that should be outsourced. I think at this point, um, I have a hard time letting go of it. I'll be honest. Um, why? I just, I am a perfectionist. I feel like I can do the best at it that I, that, that it'll be done the way that I want. I shouldn't say mm. that. I shouldn't say that I'll be the best at it. It's just, mm. I like a certain way of doing it. And yep. I could train someone. I did that one time. I did train someone, but that girl went off to college and yeah. Yeah. But, and, and there are other, so others in our group, um, pretty much everybody does their own editing in our group, but some less than others, some do less than others, you know, to right. just so. Do you shoot too much? I used to, I don't anymore. No. How, how, how um, I, that's what I was hoping you would say, because how did you do that? How did, <laughs> how did you, how did you fix that potential issue? And some people don't think that shooting, some people don't think you can shoot too much. I understand that too. I disagree. I think you absolutely can shoot too much. And that is re represented in, in how many images and how much space and how much time it takes you to deal with everything afterwards. Right. That's, that's my opinion throwing it out there. But if you thought that at one point you did shoot too much, whatever that looks like, and that now you don't, what did you do to get from A to B? Raise your prices. <laughs> I mean, that was the, what that class was all about. It was making a profit. Oh, you mean, okay. So you're meaning you were, you were photographing too many clients. Sure. And here I am talking about, oh. talking about shooting too many images during a session. Okay. Like, clicking too many times right 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 um i don't think so i i've mm, i don't know what's average actually uh, so i'm I don't not either. sure i don't either yeah i don't feel like i don't feel like i overshoot um so i don't think that's an issue and i feel like okay. i'll be shooting less actually because i just upgraded to a um mirrorless and it seems yes. like everything is in focus, you know, you know, you're more those. confident, you're more confident with, with what you think you're getting right during the shoot. Right. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. And okay. So then tell me this, cause now I want to talk about the other piece, which is what you brought up. You raised your prices at one point because you felt like you had too many clients. Is that right? Yeah. Like the too much work, right. good problem to have. Yes. You solved it by raising your prices. Was that terrifying? Oh, absolutely. I felt like every, all of my clients, they, you're, my clients become friends. Like I said, I'm yes. an extrovert. I am commenting on all their stuff on social mm -hmm. media. And they, you know, I bump into the, we, we live in a smallish town. It's 10,000 people here. So I feel yeah. like anywhere you go, you're running into people and, yes. um, they become friends. You know, I didn't, I was afraid that they'd all find other photographers. If I raised all my prices gone, gone. I'd have to start with ground zero. Yeah. Did you lose some? Of course. Of course I did. But that was the idea. And that's, that's a conversation <laughs> I had with my husband. My husband so said, good. I voiced this concern, you know, to him. And he said, good. <laughs> that's what you need to do. You right. have too many clients. <laughs> right. So right. 
once he so you just pull the trigger one day like what what sort of metrics do you use in that process how do you know if you're at x you gotta have to go to y what's 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 y look like compared to x and how do you know well i completely overhauled everything once i took that class uh, mm -hmm. that's what the whole idea was you know that's i went into it knowing i had to make changes and changes I made. So it was uh, January 1 the following year because I had taken the classes in like September. So I, I was way too busy to make changes at that time. I was in mm -hmm. the midst of fall in Wisconsin. Oh yeah, the busy, like, the busy yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made a choice that January 1, everything would be changed. I would be start doing consultations, in-person sales, um, you know, everything, you know, I started with collections, you know, making um, people purchase products, yeah. all yeah. that instead of really digital focused, you know. Mm -hmm. And how is that working for you now? It's been what, six weeks? <laughs> six weeks? No, this was January 1 of 2016. Oh, way back then during that switch. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was I thought you were talking. I, I totally missed that. No. So then take me back then. How did it work then? You know, I did lose clients. It was, it was scary and sad. It's always sad when you see, you know, a client who mm -hmm. goes with another photographer and they're like, like I said, they're friends on Facebook or Instagram yep. or whatever. And I see that Yes. and it hurts a little bit, but then I think, well, then they're not for me. I mean, this maybe isn't for them. What I'm offering just isn't for right. them. Did you gain clients too though, oh, yeah. after that happened? Yes, I did. Yeah. Did you expect that on the, on the, on the other side? I mean, you're afraid of losing them. I, I get that, but I find that a lot of people don't realize that you're actually going to gain clients too, by stepping up into that next tier. Right. Yeah, and the right clients, the right. Right. Clients. <laughs> right. Right. So you found yourself maybe having less to do relatively and making more for your time. Exactly. And that's when you that's when you transitioned into more in-person sales. Right. Right. And so what's happened recently is now you have dedicated space, the six weeks piece, because yeah. you have that dedicated space in your home. Right. To do to do all that stuff. Right. Because I So was tell me this playing. though. Sorry. Well, for in-person sales then, and if you if you and this is what I'm trying to get to. If if you were doing in-person sales then. What did in-person sales look like before you had dedicated space? In my clients' homes. So you went to them every yeah. time. I still actually do. If they prefer it, I'm all mm -hmm. about that. It's part you of still my- still have that option. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you, how to, I'm trying to get to, to, to the nitty gritty for people to understand, because I think there's a lot of people that have similar models to how you do it. Right. And everyone, I feel like everyone- likes to know kind of how other people, other people do it. And sometimes they make tweaks then as a result. So when you go to somebody's house, um, what is the, what does that in-person uh, interaction look like when you, when you show up but, so, and, and leave out the COVID stuff for now? Right. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. that's a whole nother thing. Right. Um, so I bring samples of my work in different um, finishes. So, you know, framed prints, versus canvases versus metal or whatever albums, a, a little something of everything that I'm offering yes. uh, yeah. to show them. And I bring my laptop and I hook it up to their TV and okay. show them their slideshow right on their TV. And yep. then afterwards we 
talk about, and usually we've, I, I have pictures of their walls and I have software that allows me to put their mm-hmm. images up on their wall, um, mm-hmm. to show them different sizing and different mm-hmm. collections and whatnot. So we'll go through that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much how it looks. And then they, they purchase all the things. <laughs> and they, and you, and how is it then that then and there that they typically get to their point of sale like oh, yeah. they're buying then oh yeah that is the reveal and ordering appointment uh-huh <laughs> how do you handle it when they're not so this gets into a little bit more of the nitty-gritty how do you handle it when they're not ready i actually don't come across that because i i prep them you know we have a consultation yeah. before the session and we talk mm-hmm. about the timeline you know what you're going to expect to see happen when you're working with me. So they are fully mm-hmm. prepared. I talk about, you know, in the email communications too, or anytime I'm on the phone with them talking about what the next step is. So they know that that's when they order. If I may have had one instance, I'm serious. I'm not, I don't really run into that sure. where they were like, well, you know, I don't even know what excuse, um, that they wanted to think about. I mean, lately it's with COVID, but we won't get into that. Um, right. And that it's just, it'll be X amount of dollars for me to come back and show you the, you know, and right. to make your decision. And usually the, you right. know, if, if it's going to cost them more, they're going to make a decision. You're preventing by preparing. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. As I, as I, as I think about it, you're doing a lot of things to avoid having to deal with other things. Yeah. Just, just by communicating up front. And so everyone's on the same page. There's no sticker shock with, with pricing. They, they, they're aware of how the process works from the get go. Am am I right? Right. Yeah. What now let's jump into reality a little bit here as, as far as like the way things are now moving into this year. Right. And again, we don't, there's certain things that we don't know how they're all going to pan out. But what are your plans? What are your hopes? Where do you want to steer your business this year? What What are you hoping to, to accomplish? Let me ask it that way. Well, I'm going to keep going the way I'm going. And I want to form some more partnerships locally in my community. Uh, that was a goal I had for last year, unfortunately, mm-hmm. with the way things happened. Uh, didn't, I didn't get there. But um, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful for this year. Um, You know, it's tough with, so I I really want to build my studio sessions, you know, but that, you know, I I don't know what that's going to look like. So the reason why I wanted a studio was um, because of the weather that we have here. It's so cold, you know, January, February, March, it's pretty much non-existent unless I'm, photographing in somebody's home, which doesn't happen all that often. But, um, so I wanted that option, you know, but now it, you know, this particular year is just a little different in that, you know, with people's course. Yeah. So that I want to do, and hopefully that'll be more towards the end of the year, you know, maybe what is, what is, uh, the, how did you put it working with other people in your community? Yeah. Partnerships like other, like other vendors and other business owners. Yeah. What does that, what does that look like? 
So I'm working with a chiropractor. I have a partnership with a chiropractor. I have some collateral in her office. I have some wall art in her office. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's reciprocal. So her clients get a discount on a session fee mm-hmm. um, with that collateral. And then um, I have a partnership. I'm working on one right now with a home goods store. So, um, she's got a bunch of, this is like, she has furniture and you name, you name it for the home, but it's, it's a local business though. Um, and so she has some frames that she has offered up for me to fill up with my work and contact information. So trying to work out the details with that right now. Um, what else I work with a magazine, um, it's a, we live in what's called lake country. So it's, yeah. we're surrounded by lakes all over. And so yeah. there's these yacht clubs all over. And, um, I photograph for the magazine, uh, the, the clients don't get anything for that. They have to purchase if they want any artwork, they purchase right. that through me. They, they just get featured in the magazine for free. So sure. that I consider a partnership, um, that brings business in, um, what else? I'm trying to think on the fly. Who else? Uh, I have well, my work I want, at a bakery. I want to ask, well, okay. So you have, I think all that's great. My wife calls that relationship marketing when you're, when you're co-marketing with other vendors. And I think it's, a, I think it's a fantastic strategy, business strategy, but here's, here's the thing that I run into with a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people, because what, how do you make that happen? From, from from your standpoint, now you're extroverted, right? Yes. So you, you say, well, I, I'll let you say it. How do you make that happen? Well, I mean, some of it happens organically because I, like, I, like you just said, I am extroverted. So I'm out in the yep. community a lot um, mm-hmm. forming relationships with people. That chiropractor was actually my chiropractor um, right. for a while. So that happened so talk organically. About it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I saw her walls and, oh, you know, <laughs> this would look really nice with my artwork on it. <laughs> right. But, but, but honestly, things- and honestly, that's that's really a big piece of it. That's really a big way to make stuff like that happen, right? Yes. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door. You got to get out there and make it happen, right? Right, right. And And what do you say to somebody that is possibly more introverted. It doesn't change, right? You you just have to do it. Yeah. You just do. You just got to you just got to get over that. I mean, baby steps, right? I would say mm-hmm. uh joining your chamber is a big one, you know. Oh, yep. Getting, you know, meeting people that way. And right now actually it might be easier for introverts because a lot of those meetings are happening via zoom. Yeah. So, you know, you don't Good have way to take baby steps, right? Exactly. Right. Yep. So, um, that's how, I mean, just, you got to get over it. You just, I, I hate to say it, but you, there are other business people in your community that are introverted as well. And you can connect with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I didn't think about it in those terms, but now that you say it, I do think the baby steps are important. I, when it comes to marketing and things like this, 
and a lot of people I talk to are extroverted. And so I feel like a lot of times the, the, the things that they say don't always apply to an introvert. Cause I hear what people are saying half the time. And I'm just like, I, I don't see myself ever wanting to do something like that, but it's really not about that. Um, some, you just have to make it happen. Right. Right. Yeah. And there are a few girls in our group that are introverted mm -hmm. and yeah. they have told, they have told us that they just need to start, start somewhere. They just need to right. go to the meeting Maybe they don't talk at the meeting, but they go. And then the next time, maybe they, you know, maybe they met somebody the first time. And so now they shoulder up to that one person and, and say a few things, you know, and then the next time, it, you know, it just builds on right. that. Right. So now you circled back to perfectly where I wanted to, to finish up with that, with your group. How do you, what do you suggest someone listening to this? Because what, let's, let's just make the assumption that, that what, what we're saying and that being part of a community, even if it's just online uh, these days, especially of coworkers and of peers and of people that you can relate to and can relate to you. Let's just say that our assumption that that's super important is true and work from there. How do you, what do you suggest people do in order to make that happen? How, how does that happen for someone? I would say reach out, you know, if you are taking a class online and you see somebody who is like-minded and mm -hmm. has good ideas and you connect with in a certain way, send mm -hmm. them a DM, you know, ask them to, you know, be an accountability partner during the class. Maybe it'll form into something else. The other right. thing I would say, I mean, in a non-COVID year is go to conferences because yeah. That's a great place to meet people that, yeah. I mean, are obviously photographers. So you have that in common and it's inevitable that you will sit next to someone in a ballroom or <laughs> meet up with them at the bar or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you'll start a relationship. There's been a lot of people that I've met through going, going to conferences, um, joining because your this, this, your coworker group, we're not talking about a face group. Facebook group was 784 people. No, we're talking, this is different. We're talking about a, a much more, for lack of a better term, intimate group, or at least a group that's capable of really getting down to the nuts and bolts on a daily basis, mm -hmm. right? Six people. Right. Right. And, and the, yeah, your chamber, now your chamber, I'll throw this out there. Your chamber is going to have competitors, right? Cause you you would it would yeah. it be different if you had competitors in this group? Well, the chamber's a little different in my mind because they're not photographer. You know, they're you might connect you you might be connecting with other you will oh. be connecting with other business owners, just business people yeah. in general. I mean, we all right. have to market. We all have to. Right. You know, right. there's so many just business things that right. You know, right. financials and who all the things. Um, That's a very good point. So Sometimes you might want that too, because you might find six other photographers and nobody's all that great with money. Right. <laughs> you find six other really good marketers or really good salespeople or really good shooters, but they don't know, they don't know how to save anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I understand that. I understand that. That makes sense to me. Julie, where can people go to find you on the web and on Instagram in particular? 
So it's really easy. It's just my name, juliecollinsphotography.com. Um, Julie Collins photo on all the social media channels. Mm-hmm. You should pretty much that's it. Instagram, Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn for some business headshots. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for doing this. Thank you this for having me. It was so fun. Hey, stay warm up there in Wisconsin as the temperatures don't seem to, they're, I don't know about up there, but they're not, they don't look like they're getting warmer here anytime soon. No, it just keeps getting colder. <laughs> you too. Be careful on that ice. I will. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. Bye.